Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. It's great to be in church to worship and uh, to celebrate um, together. Australia Day was a few days ago. What, how awesome is it to live in Australia? And I just uh, had, there was flags waving and people praying for our nation. And uh, I flicked on the uh, television on the, the night before and saw the National Australia Day Awards from Canberra. Did anyone see, see that presentation? I was so moved by some of the stories there. It made me proud to be Australian to see ordinary people doing good deeds of service over a lifetime. The senior Australian year was Sister Anne Gardner, a Catholic nun who served for 62 years and is still serving at 85 years of age up on the Tiwi Islands working with the Aboriginal people, bringing God's love and truth and health and, and uh, working with their culture. And she just honoured God in the middle of her speech. I thought, what a blessing for the senior Australian to be a lovely, godly person that's been making a difference across our nation. And uh, the uh, Australian of the Year was Alan Mackay-Sim. He's a professor, a biomolecular scientist, who's helped discover that stem cells, cells in your nose, the ones that you smell with, actually replaced nearly every day when you sleep and wake up, they're, they're new cells. So he had the idea 20 years ago, thinking if they can replace overnight, and people that are paralysed and the, and the parts of their spinal cord, why can't he try and see if he can get that to work in there? So over 20 years, he's been developing, and already one guy is now walking with a walker that was totally paralysed, and now others all over the world have taken his research and are building it, and I think, God, you're amazing. You're amazing. God gives people ideas. I don't know if he's a Christian or not, but he, God used him. And then the, the hero of the year was a lady called Vicky Jelly from Warrnambool in Victoria, and sadly, a few years ago, her husband was diagnosed with esophagus cancer, and he died within five months. But before he died, he wrote a letter and his wife found it the day after he died that we need to raise funds to build cancer clinics across all the regional cities and starting at their home city of Warrnambool. She set out and she raised $5 million in nine months in a city the size of Mirabarah. And then the federal and state government came on with $15 million. Now they've got this amazing cancer clinic and they want to roll it out across our nation for a lady who went through grief and said, I want to make a difference. And I just cried as I thought, Lord, people said, you can't do that, that's impossible. She says, well, let's just have a go and see what happens. And there was other stories and I was just so stirred. And then on um, Tuesday while we are in Brisbane, um, before we came back on Wednesday, I got a phone call from Julie Terry to say that the Australia Day Awards that were happening in the Fraser Coast Regional Council up at Brolga Theatre and that our Harvey Bay Carols by Candlelight had won the Best Community Award for the last year. And so we went up there and uh, got presented with the best community event. The best community event. And it's, we had probably 10,000 people there at the event before Christmas. We've been doing it now for 15 years, um, directly involved in our worship team and, and lots of volunteers. We work with the other churches in the Bay with Julie Terry and many others it's probably the largest event in this whole region that's run totally by volunteers. All the artists come and donate all their time. All the volunteers coordinate this huge event. All the other bigger events, they have paid event coordinators and all this staff from the council and other events paid to do it. 
we do it as volunteers. I thought, wow, what an acknowledgement. And thank God for his blessing over that. So that was really encouraging. Yeah, God's good. So Australia Day started me thinking, and I heard these stories, I thought, how amazing ordinary people doing extraordinary things because our nation is founded on Christian principles where God has touched our lives and we want to do good to others. The whole volunteering, you look at the SES and all the surf lifesaving and all the volunteers that serve and Meals on Wheels and all these amazing places. And we have volunteers, hundreds in our church that are out serving in transformations and in the schools and in our kids and youth ministries and nursing homes. I thought, wow, it's because God's a good God and he's called us to express that goodness to people's lives. And I was uh, stirred with Acts 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Now, when we think of the life of Jesus, we think of all the miracles, uh, raising people from the dead, getting people free from demonic oppression, feeding the thousands. The Bible says when they look back in a summary of Jesus' ministry, the first thing it says, he was anointed by the Holy Spirit and he went around doing good. I thought, wow, we can all do that. Some of us struggle with can we see the miracles happen and we don't see that happen very often, but we can all go and do good. And that was the sign that Jesus was the Son of God and he had the nature of God because God's a good God that Tim so powerfully reminded us at communion today. And this really stirred in my heart. I thought, God, you're a good God. And you have called us because we're created in your image to express his goodness in all that we do, in our families, in our community, in our workplaces, in our church. Wherever we are, we serve because we're motivated by the goodness of God to bless others. Bill Johnson writes and says, God is good, he's better than you think. <laughs> I like that. He's better than you think. I heard Bill Johnson once say, he says, God's in a good mood today. He's in a good mood every day. Because he loves his people, his creation. And sometimes we read through some of the stories, especially in the Old Testament, we see God's judgment and, and we think, wow. Jesus came to fulfill the law and the prophets and demonstrate the new covenant of grace and the goodness of God. Yes, there is still consequence of sin. Yes, there is heaven and hell. But so many of us have a distorted perspective of God, whether he's really good all the time or only when we feel good and things are working out. God's really stirred my heart in the beginning of this year to realize he's a good God and he wants us to live out of that goodness and overflow. God reveals his goodness in creation. Remember, he created each day. At the end of each day, he looked what he'd created and he says, it is good. On the sixth day when he created people, he said, it is very good. God doesn't make any junk. He makes us in his image. Yes, sin has caused brokenness. There is shame and guilt and, and sometimes we put ourselves down. But let me tell you, God rebirths us by his spirit when we become believers and he causes us to start to live out of his image which is to do good to others that's an expression of God's nature how do you perceive God what do you believe about good God's goodness impacts every aspect of your life 
Sometimes they say, oh, I don't know, everything just goes wrong for me. No matter what I try, it doesn't work. And sometimes that thinking gets into our head. But I want you to know that God's a good God and He can turn all things together for good. He can turn things around. He can bring out good. And Romans 2.4 says, Or do you despise the riches of His goodness? Uh-oh. Sometimes we despise it or don't understand it or minimize His goodness. His forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. We need the, the truth and the boundaries and the Word of God. But it says Jesus was full of grace and truth. And sometimes it's love and goodness that unlocks people's hearts and minds. And then they start to think, wow, could God really love me? Could He care for me? Could He turn around the mess and bring about blessing? Could we sow that into our kids and our generations to see that God is a good God, even if there's some bad things that have happened to us or around us? Mark uh, Matthew 4.23 says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed and he healed them. Wow, that's a great prayer for Syria right now with the crisis and pain they go through. When Jesus walked the earth, they heard about the miracles and they brought people from all over the country for Jesus to heal and set them free. Wow, the good news. Psalm 65, verse 11. This is my verse for the year. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. What an awesome promise for 2017. What an awesome promise. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Some of us need to write that out. Put it as your screensaver on your phone. Put it on your, your uh, mirror where you get dressed and put your makeup on or on the fridge, wherever you spend the most time. Just get that message out so that we are reminded every day that God has decided to crown the year. Let's put 2017 with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. And abundance means overflow. So you've got enough for your life and plenty to touch and share goodness with everyone else around us. And you say, well, yeah, but tough stuff and bad stuff happens. Yes, it does. Because we live in a broken world with an active enemy trying to steal, kill and destroy. But our God is greater and he's a good God. And he wants us to tap in and live out his message, his image, his life, regardless of what goes on around us. I preached passionately three weeks ago about God's blessing for this year. And then we finished the service and then the doctor says, Marilyn needs to have an operation. After that weekend, you know, I think, wow, how do I reconcile this? And I had to put off my trip to India and the guys were already over there. So I rang them and said, guys, you're it. I'm not coming. And they're saying, ah! <laughs> so, so they're busy trying to get sermons together. And, and uh, Troy and David Ashley stepped up and preached a whole pile of times and ministered while I was there. And God's done a good thing. He, he's in charge. Marilyn and I determined no matter what happens, what setbacks, what disappointments, what things don't quite add up in our mind, God's still a good God and we love Him and we walk and bless and please Him. I've determined that's how I live a whole long time ago 
And boy, it helps you through the ups and downs of life. And it's a great testimony to others that God's a good God, even when you go through unsettling things. That's our nature of our God. Pastor Brian Houston wrote in his um, journal recently, how would you live differently today if you believed deep down that God had crowned your year with goodness? What would you dare to accomplish for his kingdom if you believed the path he has set you on drips with abundance? He has and he will. The God we serve has purpose and plans for your life that are good. His thoughts about you are good. His will for you is good. All things are made new in his presence. Your glorious future was planted before the foundations of the earth. Romans 8.28. Many of you know this verse. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Do we really believe that verse or not? God says we know, we know by experience, we choose to believe that even when you have the upsets, the disappointments, the challenges, our God is greater and he can turn it and make it into something good. Sometimes when you go through pain, you get more compassion for others. Sometimes you end up in places where you meet people that you never would have met before. God can turn everything for good. Even if you're in the midst of a valley, you start to appreciate his love and his light more powerfully. All things means, in the original language, all things. It just means all things. Life has moments that we would not describe as good. Some simple inconveniences and others serious trials. In Romans 8.28, all things mean all things. Inconvenient things, difficult things, upsetting things, hurtful things, confusing things, unexpected things, frightening things, painful things, shameful things, sorrowful things and uncertain things. God wastes nothing and somehow, as only he can, he weaves everything together for his glorious plan and future. How incredible is our awesome God. All things includes connections and disconnections. Things coming together and things falling apart. Your best day and your worst day. Opportunities gained and opportunities lost. Good seasons and tough seasons. Problems and solutions, conflict and resolutions, trials and triumphs, relationships and acquaintances, sickness and health, poverty and wealth. The message version says it so powerfully. Romans 8.28, that's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Wow, wow, wow. That takes a lot of pressure off. When you see God as a good God... Don't let circumstances or the enemy's lies or your own issues cloud you from seeing God as a good God. And he will turn it into good. Genesis 50:20. Joseph, after he'd been sold into slavery and, and then he becomes the prime minister, he says to his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives wow what a perspective he was able to forgive his brothers not carry a grudge the rest of his life like some of us are tempted to do when family members or others let us down said wow you intend to harm me but god turned it for good and having that perspective on god's goodness is so powerful god is good he's better than you think acts 14 17 says for he did not leave himself without some witness 
as evidence of himself in that he kept constantly doing good things and showing you kindness and giving you rains from heaven and productive seasons, filling your hearts with food and happiness. What, what an awesome God we love and serve. I love seeing rain. Boy, we need some, don't we? I love seeing the sun come up every morning and the sun sets and, and you, you watch an animal or a bird and you watch the waves and you just think, wow, sometimes you're just overwhelmed thinking, God, you're amazing. Then you watch a person and think, wow, they're going through tough times and look at the love and care that's still oozing out of their soul. They've had disappointments, but the faith that still comes from their words and their prayers is so powerful. Wow, they're overwhelmed, but they still share some love and kindness and good deeds. And I see that right across our church and, and it's awesome to do that. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Wow. I've met some shifty, shadowy people, and you know you can't trust them. God's not like that. He's a faithful, reliable, trustworthy God. And Tim shared at communion how that even as, as parents... We have a sinful nature. We still do good for our kids, but the Father God does what is good and advantageous to those who keep on asking. God's created us in His image, and part of His nature is goodness. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, goodness, kindness, and goodness is part of the fruit of the Spirit. Wow, so as you grow in God, it will overflow our lives. And that's what God wants us to, to have happen. But if we've got it inside, we need to show it. I love this verse. Ephesians 2.10 in the Amplified says, For we are His workmanship, His own masterwork, a work of art. Wow, have a look at the person beside you. They're a work of art. Some are amazing works of art. Some of us are a work in progress. <laughs> and not just looking at the outside, but the inside, the heart, the work of art, the grace that flows. Created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works. There it is. Which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which He set, so that we would walk in them, living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us. Wow. God saves us by grace, and then His nature fills us, and we want to do good to everyone around us. We want to share His love, His care, His truth. His life, His hope to everyone around us. That's the nature of Christ being revealed through you and I. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good. Some of you look at me and saying, Yeah, I've been doing this good stuff for years and I'm worn out. I'm sick and tired because I get taken advantage of. It's like the young person says, God, use me. And after a while he says, I'm being used and it's not fair. I said, well, God, well, I just answered your prayer. Sometimes we can feel, oh, they don't appreciate what I do. Every parent has those thoughts every now and then. <coughs> Husbands and wives might have it towards each other. But I want to tell you, there is great joy in doing good and don't get weary doing it. Sometimes it just needs a bit of a fresh perspective, a fresh love for the person. You think, wow, I can keep doing this. Don't become weary in doing good for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if we do not give up therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all people especially to those who belong to the family of believers 
Wow, wow. God gives us an opportunity to practice on the family of God. We learn how to do good deeds because sometimes we don't quite do it right or we don't do it as sensitively or as well as we should. And hopefully there's enough grace to help us receive it and grow and mature so that we can do it well in our families and our community where people aren't always as gracious. They check, they question your motives. What do you, what do you want out of this? So no, I just want to love and help you. It takes them a while to get that there's no agenda apart from loving and sharing goodness. So we practice in, in our church, in our serving in our various ministries, in our life groups and all the different ministries. We learn to work together and we learn to do good and to serve God. What an awesome place that is. Next week we'll be sharing our, our launch day and just sharing some of the exciting things that are coming up this year and how we can join in and serve and some of us will step up to serve in fresh ways. Others will continue doing what they're doing. I think it's an amazing privilege to serve God and to do good deeds. Not to earn salvation or brownie points with God, but just to do it because that's His nature flowing through you and I. And some of you have been doing it for decades. I want to say don't become weary in doing good. Let's step up and step out, share your story, and let's find ways that we can do it or continue to do that. 1 Peter 2.11 says, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires <coughs> which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. How awesome is that? It says, live such good lives that even the pagans, those who don't believe in God and think you're out to, to rip them off, they won't have anything to accuse you of because your good deeds and your lives just reach into every corner of people's brokenness and pain. How awesome is that? And I think that was great, getting that award. It's just an acknowledgement that we're out to do good for our community with the Carols by Candlelight. Many are out doing good in your workplace as doctors and nurses and teachers and, and carers and mechanics and builders and, and counsellors and whatever we do, we're just there as parents and grandparents and, and professional people. Whatever we do, we're doing it with a heart to use our gifts to honour God and to show goodness into people's lives. And we'll get ripped off every now and then. We'll get taken advantage of. Guess what? They did that to Jesus and more. Don't be surprised if that happens. Don't get weary. Just pick yourself up. Say, God, make me a bit wiser. And here we go again. Because His goodness wants to overflow your life. I was amazed. I was reading the book of Titus this week. Six times... It challenges people to do good. It says to be devoted to, to doing good. Titus 1.8 Be hospitable, one who loves what is good. Titus 2.7 In everything set them an example by doing what is good. Titus 2.14 uh, Eager to do what is good. Titus 3.1 Be ready to do whatever is good. Titus 3.8 Devote yourselves to doing what is good. Titus 3.14, our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order to provide for urgent needs and not live unproductive lives. How awesome is that? We can all do good. We can't all preach well. We can't all make things or create things or fix computers or go into a classroom of kids and manage them. And We can't all do certain things, some of us, but we can all do good. 
through our workplace, through our lives, through our hearts. We can keep doing good. Why? Because Jesus changed our lives. It's not about religion or having to. It's because you want to, because Jesus has filled our heart. A beautiful verse, which we'll share a bit more about next week. And it's one of our key verses for our church. It has been now for 14 years. Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says, Call to me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things which you don't know. Verse 6, I'll bring health and healing to it. Verse 9, then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. And they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. Wow. I believe God's building something very powerful in our city, in our church, in our community that many others are going to hear and say, wow, God's a good God and He's changing your city. He's transforming our community. And it comes through us individually and corporately. One last key verse as the worship team come. Psalm 27.13 says, I remain confident of this, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wow. I remain confident. In other words, you can lose your confidence and start to get, oh God, have you you forgotten this? Why is my child sick? Why is this challenge happening? It's got to be a confident, remain confident that God's a good God. Two mornings ago, my brother from Toowoomba rang And he said, your nephew, 33-year-old nephew, was found dead in his bed last night. And those things happen and you think, well, he wasn't living a godly lifestyle. He was high blood pressure, major health issues, hasn't looked after himself and he's, sadly, his body just gave up. So I'll have a funeral to go to next week. And stuff happens. And you can choose then to get angry at God. You can get choose the thing, I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense. Or my first prayer was for his family saying, God, how can we reach out with some love in the midst of their pain and questions and confusion? God's a good God. The devil's a bad devil. And we have a choice who we serve and whether we carry goodness through our words, our prayers, our actions, every day of our lives. Don't get weary in doing good. He's an amazing God. Peter preached a couple of weeks ago on Moses getting ready to take the people through the wilderness of the promised land. He said, who are you going to send with me? And God said, I'll send an angel. And Moses said, no way. No matter how awesome the angel is, if you don't come with us in your presence, I'm not going. And so he preached that so well. And it's one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And then after God said, okay, I'll come with you. What else will distinguish you from the other peoples on the earth? And then Moses said in Exodus 33, 18, show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I'll proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I'll have mercy on whom I have mercy and I'll have compassion on whom I have compassion. Moses 
prayed for the glory of God to be revealed, which is the manifest presence of God. How did God reveal himself? He said, I will cause all my goodness to pass before you. That just grabbed my spirit. I thought, wow, wow. How does God want us to be revealed? His goodness, his forgiveness, his hope. Getting broken people back to their original design of being a son and daughter of God and living out wholesome lives of purpose and fulfillment and transforming others. God chose to reveal his glory by his goodness. I love that because we can all connect with that. It's not some mystical spiritual experience that maybe one day might happen. God wants to reveal his presence, his glory by his goodness to you personally and through you to our families and our world. I just love that. It just makes it so attainable and we can all step into it and live it. It's just like a a cloud has been lifted off and I see it so clearly now. This is how we live and transform our city. Praying for, loving, sowing a seed, caring, kindness, good deeds, compassion, truth. Not to please God, but just to do it because it's from our heart and God will come alongside and transform our city and our community. How awesome is our God? Some of you have been doing this for years. You've had that revelation for a lot longer than me. But he says, don't be weary in well-doing. Let's step up and see what God can do. This year, a year of God's favor. Remind you that first verse we had. That God is good. Psalm 65:11. Now you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Let's stand in his presence. Oh Jesus. I want you to take a moment to maybe close your eyes and thank God for the goodness of God that you've already experienced. Maybe it's touched you through a family member or friend. Maybe someone in church has prayed you through a difficult time. Maybe you're in a challenging season right now and you're saying, God, I just need a fresh connection with your goodness. Just close your eyes and take a moment to thank Him for the goodness of God. For some, that takes you back to when you were born again and your sins were washed away. For others, it takes you back to last week when you were questioning and struggling and God just met you through a scripture or a promise. Someone rang you up and said, hey, I've been thinking and praying for you. How are you doing? And that's the goodness of God just revealed through you. Someone came and did a kind deed and bought some flowers or some food or offered to drive you somewhere or felt stirred to give you $50 for no reason apart from that you're a brother or a sister. The kindness of God. Whether you've been a recipient of it or you've been the channel of blessing, thank God for it right now. Thank God for it right now. There are some people here and you've been weary and well-doing. You're thinking, well, there's so much pressure in my job and my family situation and my ministry. I've stepped up and it's just so much pressure. God says, lift your head and look beyond the pressure to the privilege and the opportunity that you have to show goodness and change someone else's life. Maybe lots of people in your workplace, in your relationships, in your ministry. I just feel God lifting our heads. 
right now in his presence, maybe you've never really opened your heart to Jesus. You know about God. I'm not talking about a religious thing. I'm talking about a living relationship. And maybe someone's invited you today or this is your first time here or you've been before. But you realize today is a day where you need to encounter God's grace and goodness for your life in a personal way. You can do that by opening your heart, by praying a prayer. I'll pray with you. Say, Jesus, I want to know your forgiveness and hope and goodness in my life. If you've never done that or you need to reaffirm your faith today, I invite you right now, just lift your hand with you and say, please pray for me, Pastor Ross. I want to be a part of that. God bless you. Who else today? Just say, that's me. Down the back, this side, just say, I want to get right with God. I want to open my heart to Jesus. Who else today is saying, that's me. I just want to make this prayer and this commitment to Christ. He loves you. He's drawing you. He's caring for you. Father, I pray right now for those that are responding, those that are in a valley of decision saying, God, I, I believe you are good, but I can't reconcile all this that's happened in my life. Lord, just pray that you would continue to reveal yourself to them. And Lord, right now, I pray blessing. Why don't you take a moment to maybe reach your hands out in front of you and just like a sign of saying, God, here's my life. I want to be. I want to be a carrier of your love and your goodness. Just think for a moment of the people in your world, the responsibilities, the opportunities. Just see them as a blessing of God, not as something that's burdensome and painful, even though it might be overwhelming at times. Why don't you say, God, God, thank you for the privilege. Lord, I pray right now for each one of my precious brothers and sisters that together we would be filled with your goodness. We'd be carriers of your goodness and love. Lord, you would bring about blessing over our city and our families and our neighborhoods, our workplaces, our schools. God, let your blessing overflow us. Let your goodness be revealed. Lord, let your grace overflow us, we pray. Oh, Lord, we just ask for that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And for some today that would be wrestling about your goodness, saying, God, I don't understand. God, they're in a, a place of disappointment or pain. I pray today they would experience your goodness. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.